Welcome to the One Year Daily Chronological Bible Studies Podcast. This is Rodney Harrier, your host. If you are looking for a fresh and easy approach to read through God's Word and understand it, you have come to the right place. By following these chronological Bible studies, you will understand how the events, characters, and writings fit together in their proper sequence. What you learn can change your life forever. Day 25 of our Chronological Bible Studies, called The End of Struggling. Today's Bible reading is Genesis 31, verse 1 through 33, verse 15. An often stated philosophy says you need to fight to get what you want in this life. This is a philosophy that the biblical patriarch Jacob embraced. But, Is it always right? Is there a better way? What do we do when we are facing a fight too challenging for us? When we are at the end of our struggle, what will we do? We can learn from the patriarch, Jacob. Jacob struggles. In today's Bible reading, things weren't going well for Jacob, living around his father-in-law in Haran. He was tricked into marrying two wives instead of just his beloved Rachel. Laban also swindled Jacob out of any payments for taking care of his sheep. Jacob's home was also in constant turmoil because of the aggressive competition between his wives for children and their husband's affection. The deceiver, Jacob, became the deceived, and much trouble came to him. Nevertheless. God was gracious and blessed Jacob. He was blessed with many children and great herds of sheep. Now it's time to leave. In today's Bible reading, we see Jacob's sons jealous of how the Lord blesses him, and they accuse him of stealing from their father. They share their suspicions with him, and his manner towards Jacob changes. Then the Lord says to Jacob, Go back to the land of your fathers and to your relatives, and I will be with you. Genesis 31.3 The patriarch then informs his wives of his plans to leave. His wives agree that they no longer have any inheritance from their father. He is alienating himself from them. Genesis 31.15 God has been merciful and gracious to Jacob. For 20 years, Jacob has learned difficult lessons about life. And now God wants him to go home, back to Canaan. But go home to what? Is Esau still ready to kill him? Jacob poorly handles the departure from his in-laws. He deceives his uncle Laban by secretly stealing away, taking his own family and livestock with him. Once again, Jacob does the right thing, but in the wrong way. Whether we have to part from family members or employers because of abuse, we should do things graciously, not vindictively. Vindictiveness leads to more problems, and sometimes it leads to violence or lawsuits. 
Laban and his relatives pursued Jacob and accused him of carrying off his daughters like prisoners without the opportunity of saying goodbye and stealing his household gods. Rachel's father wasted their inheritance, so she stole her father's precious idols of worship. However, Jacob doesn't know that, and he's enraged that his father accuses him of stealing them. Jacob vows that if Laban finds any stolen idols in his possession, whoever has them will die. Had Rachel, his favorite wife, not hid them, she would have died. Although she got away with it, it was wrong to steal from her father. Stealing from family members or employers can lead to severe consequences. Finally, because of the discord and bad feelings between them, Jacob and Laban set up a heap of stones as a border, which both agreed not to cross. This is a visual testament to stay away from and do no more harm to each other. Laban is then allowed to kiss his family goodbye and wish them farewell. Next, along the way, Jacob has a wrestling match. Jacob physically wrestles with an unidentified man all night until the break of dawn. The struggle is a stalemate until the man supernaturally cripples him. Realizing that he is not fighting a man but God, Jacob clings to him. He asks this supernatural being, who might have been a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ, to bless him before he lets him go. How does God bless Jacob? Besides wealth and family, the Lord gives him a better name. Jacob will no longer be called the supplanter, which means a deceiver. His name is changed to Israel, which means God fights. This is probably the time of Jacob's conversion to faith in God. Now the Lord will fight for Jacob and his family. We don't fight physically with the Almighty. However, there is a spiritual wrestling within us when we come to the end of our resources. When we realize we cannot save ourselves, we cling in desperation to the Lord and ask Him to bless us. Have we done that? God offers a spiritual life, forgiveness, peace, and His blessings. If we take Him up on that offer, the Lord changes our name from unbeliever to Christian. How does Jacob heal his offenses with Esau? It's now time for Jacob to face Esau. He is coming with a company of 400 men. Will Esau finally get his revenge? Or will God defend Jacob? Jacob does some wise things to soften any animosity which Esau may feel. First, Jacob prepares his family for a possible attack from Esau. Second, he asks God for help. Remember, the Lord fights for him now. Third, Jacob sends gifts to his older brother. Fourth, he gives honor to his brother, referring to himself as Esau's servant and to Esau as my Lord, a term of respect. Genesis 32, verses 3 through 5 and 
13 through 18. This true story gives us some clues on how we might heal offenses with family members. We need to set the stage by asking for forgiveness. This will prove that we really do value those we, whom we have offended. Things may not work out as well for us as they did for Jacob. Resentment, hatred, and bitterness are hard to overcome. However, time is a healer of wounds. When we trust God to help us and exercise a lot of patience, love, and forbearance, our relationships may be restored. Here's some discussion questions to think about. Jacob faced many struggles when living in Haran around Laban. What are we struggling with today? Next, Jacob left Laban in a vindictive manner. When we must change our situation because of mistreatment, how should we do it and why? Third, describe the spiritual struggle we all face and what we need to do about it. Last, how do we heal offenses? Focus first is Psalm 135, verse 14. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. Now, if you would join me for prayer. Dear Father in heaven, you are holy and righteous. You don't like it when we deceive. You want us to own up to our sins and our mistakes and confess our sins and not run away from our circumstances. Dear Father, those things are hard. So we pray for courage and we pray that what we do and how we respond to adversity will bring you glory and praise and will attract others to be part of your kingdom. May we do your will from our hearts. May we not resist, but give us soft hearts to do your will. Lord, I pray for a forgiving heart if there are other people who have hurt us. And we pray that you would forgive us, Lord, for hurting others and yourself, Lord. We confess our sins this very minute. Lord, Help us to be aware of the devil and his vices and how he can trap each one of us into deceiving others and deceiving ourselves and bringing you great shame. I pray, dear Father, that you would help us to fight our battle. In Jesus' name, amen. Looking ahead, bad habits are hard to break. In our next Bible reading, Jacob makes a costly mistake. Some mistakes are not easily erased. How can we prevent this from happening to us? Find out in our next lesson.
Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can receive the episodes as soon as they are available. Thank you for joining us. Remember, go with God and He goes with you. <laughs>